Well, hello. Welcome once again to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And my name is Jason, and uh, I'm joined by my friend Jeremy all the way across town. Say hello, Jeremy. Oh, hey, how's it going? It's going really, really well. There's a lot happening. Um, and so, listener, if you hear some dog barking happening, that's because we have uh, a septic system, and there are guys working right outside my office examining our septic system inspection. It's something we do couple times a year to make sure that all of our waste is properly handled, right? Uh, and so they're here now. Um, and it's fitting that this is happening today because we are looking at episode uh, three of season three, the time capsule. And what is a septic system except a different kind of time capsule, right? I don't know. I, I've never, I've never thought of it that way. But now that you put it that way, I don't want to. Yeah. And I'm watching this gentleman uh, with some kind of weird pole it's gross what's happening right now in my backyard um one time the guy came out to do the inspection he was telling us all the different tanks that are going on he's like if you want to you can drink right out of this tank mm. <laughs> i don't want to ever it's, so it's good to know it's good to have options you know if yeah. i it, want you know a little chunkier water i guess it sounds like your dogs also want to help well, it's not so much that they want to help as much as they want to um, say hi. They really just want to say hi. But they're also out there dealing with waste that I don't want to deal with. So I don't want my dogs. You've already dealt with it. <laughs> yes, I've done my part. Now it's up to them. Yeah. So how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm excited for Time Capsule. Yes. Fantastic so episode. Yeah. So... <laughs> these dogs are crazy <laughs> oh my word let's see how it goes let's see how it goes yeah. all right um so mark maron the... has his, mark maron has his cats you know so right. you got your dogs yeah. it's fine it's fine yeah i really try to not let them be a problem or a cast member on this podcast but today's the day so let me give a synopsis of this episode uh the Parks Department is putting together a time capsule that will be unburied in 50 years from the, this moment. And so they're trying to create something that will perfectly encapsulate <laughs> life in Pawnee in this moment. And uh, and so that's you know their whole goal. But there is a dude who wants to get his own items into the time capsule. And this leads to conflict and also reveals how much people care. And Pawnee. That's, How's that's that a, for a synopsis. That's a really good synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Right off the bat, the uh the parks team, the the cold open, they are um talking about the time capsule items and the and uh it starts with Jerry talking about putting his mom's diaries in the time capsule. And she wrote down everything for years. It's a great little personal history uh and then um it's tom right who grabs it and starts reading and talks about how april 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 does. Yeah. yeah and she reads this uh, uh an entry about jerry being in the class play they're playing peter pan and uh he made a great tinkerbell <laughs> and uh it's like you played a girl at a, in this play and he's like it was an all-boys school um so right away like jerry has this really great idea and they pull it apart real quick because they're like you are ridiculous um so jerry's then, the rodney dangerfield of the cast he can get 
no respect. No respect at all. Um, yeah, so he, yeah, it just falls apart real quick. And then Andy's there again, Andy's not part of the parks department, but he's around. Um, and, uh, and he says, we should put Eduardo in there. So he suffocates and dies. Uh, (laughs) which is the darkest of any time Andy's ever been like, this is dark Andy, which is a little terrifying. Um, but he says it with a smile and a chuckle. Right. Yeah. So it's like, are you a psychopath or are you joking? Like what's happening, Andy? Either way, I'm alarmed. And uh, and then we find out that Tom and Lucy broke up because Tom wants to put a portrait of Lucy with stinky lines coming off her because she stinks because uh, <laughs> she broke. And we'll find out why they broke up uh, in a little bit in this very episode. Uh, and then Ron's uh, there to offer up a menu from JJ's Diner, which, as we've said, it is the place to be mm-hmm. in Pawnee. It is where the movers and shakers go. And Ron wants the people to in 50 years to know about the his favorite menu item, the four horse meals of the egg apocalypse. <laughs> I want to eat that. I do, too. I, that sounds like a really great idea. I I love breakfast food and I don't know. I, I know they're playing on four horse men of the apocalypse. I just really hope there is no actual horse in the meals. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that that was a bit alarming as well. But I don't think Ron would mind. I'm sure all animals are meat except for fish. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but, but at the same time, maybe not. Ron's pretty loyal to like, I mean, horses do work, you know, so you probably wouldn't want to eat your work buddy. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't don't eat your work associates. Um. So and then Leslie has a book of the history of Pawnee that she wrote down from memory. Um, and it lists all of the town's slogans, um, which is one of the great pictures of uh, Pawnee's uh, evolution over time. Yeah. You learned and, so uh, much about the town itself just from yeah. all the names. It's great. And yeah, how they view themselves. So uh, I'm going to, I'm just, I just got, I'm going to read them. I've got them pulled up. Do you mind if I just read these? I don't mind. Please do. All right. Pawnee. The Paris of America. Mm, Strong start. The Akron of Southwest Indiana. We went downhill. (laughs) Welcome, German soldiers. (laughs) And and after the Nazis took took France, our mayor kind of panicked. Uh, Pawnee, the factory fire capital of America. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Vietnamese soldiers. (laughs) No faith. No faith in our military. (laughs) No. Pawnee, engage with Zorp. And for a brief time in the 70s, our town was taken over by a cult. Pawnee, Zorp is dead. Long live Zorp. My next, fa- this one is my favorite. Yeah. Pawnee, it's safe to be here now. Uh, Pawnee, birthplace of Julie Roberts, which was a lie and she sued, so we had to change it to Pawnee, home of the world famous Julia Roberts lawsuit. Welcome, Taliban soldiers. <laughs> and our current slogan, Pawnee, first in friendship, fourth in obesity. Which may is pretty it never great. change. <laughs> yes, may may you rule forever, Pawnee, in the land of great town slogans. Oh man, the whole Zorp setup in the middle was absolutely my favorite. Yeah, there's a bunch of setup in this episode for this season that is really great. So one of those things is Zorp. This is the first time we're referenced to Zorp. That'll come up in a few episodes where we'll see the actual. Um, playing out of Zorp, what that means. We also, uh, 
this is the first introduction of the idea of April's friend, Oren. Mm -hmm. Yes, I wrote that down too. Yes, and then also, this is the first time we meet uh, the lady from the Society for Family Stability Association. Yes. Uh, Oh, I wrote her name down. Where'd it go? Um, That was later in. Yeah, but... uh, Melissa Melissa Lehman? Melissa Lehman? Uh, No, it's... uh, I wrote it down. I had to. Marsha Langman. That's it. Marsha Langman. You were really close. <laughs> I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah. So um, that's why I type stuff. So uh, yeah. So this is all the stuff that the Parks Department is thinking about putting into the time capsule. And it's going to be great. And then, uh, you know, so they uh, she reads the last thing and it goes right to the credits. And I've been watching TV with subtitles on lately. I don't know why. I just have. And uh, the subtitles, when the credits come up for uh, Parks and Recreation, uh, just says triumphant music. Triumphant. I was going with jaunty. Jaunty would also work. Triumphant music. Good. Which, reading all of the different things that were said about Pawnee in the slogans, (laughs) and then right away going to triumphant music, uh, just a real gear shift that i was not expecting they're first in friendship so they won you know it's a triumphant time time to celebrate they're friends with the nazis they're friends with the (laughs) vietnamese they're friends with the taliban they're friends they're friendly keep your your friends close and your enemies closer jason friends with zorp yeah the reasonableists um yeah so they're not dumb no they're very quick to make friends they should have been the switzerland of indiana that's good the not the Paris of anyway. Anyway, so after the credits, Leslie's sitting down in her office being interviewed by Shauna Malway Tweep, and she's giving her all of the uh, headlines that she's hoping that Shauna will use. And she's like, You can quote me on this. And I love Shauna's response. It's like, I'm going to quote you on all of this. It's a newspaper <laughs> article. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Shauna leaves, and then <laughs> April comes. Uh, with to like welcome a person into April into Leslie's office, and she's just like, This guy's here, and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Kelly Larson, <laughs> played by um, oh, I always forget his name. It's what Will is Forte. My Will Forte? Will Forte, yes. Uh, Kelly you, Larson, you, do you think Fred, Fred Armisen for some reason? No, I always think uh, Bill Hader. Oh, yeah, he's um, funny too. They're both, they're all funny. And so, yeah, so Will Forte comes in, he's Kelly Larson, and uh, Leslie's response is like, oh, you're the person who's been writing to me about putting uh, Twilight books in uh, in the capsule. I thought you would be younger and a girl, to which Kelly responds, nope, I'm older and a boy, which is this episode's title. <laughs> I'm older and a boy. Um <laughs> And so he's trying to convince Leslie to put the Twilight books into the time capsule. And um, (laughs) Leslie is very against it here at this moment. Um, And so that that conversation is starting. Cuts away to the shoeshine stand. Hold on. Wait, what? I'm just curious, like, because he he brings up the Twilight books. I'm just what which was your favorite Twilight book? I have read none of them. And I have seen none of the movies. Wow. So I cannot seen, speak to Twilight. some of the movie, but mostly yeah. just because of what they showed at the end of this episode. I, I guess just, that's all yeah, I've seen too. You're a reader, so I just assumed, you know. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's I know not... how much you love the Northwest. I do. Yes. Forks. I, and, I do like forks. Yeah, and Volvos because I think you drove a Volvo in it. So I, I know those I, are all of your things. I have never driven a Volvo in my life. It's a Volvo. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess I just assumed incorrectly. Yeah. Well, I hope you learned your lesson. Um, yeah, I have no interest in uh, teen romance vampire novels. Hmm. Okay. Movies. No Duly interest noted. whatsoever. I will update your Chris. I'll update your Christmas list. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, I think the only vampire movie that I've actually watched mm-hmm. is Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. And I did not finish that. Yeah. It was too much. I thought like they, they were going to be like on Letterman or something. It was way different. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, yeah, that would have been a very different movie. It's like, so how old are you? What about, what oh, about, you know, what? The, uh, the other vampire movie I've watched is What We Do in the Shadows, which is a yeah, comedy. That which is, is comedy. very funny. And I've not seen the show, but the, the movie is very funny. Once Bitten with Jim Carrey from Didn't like 92 or something. Okay. I'm, I remember it. I remember seeing ads for it and I just have never seen it. What about Blade? Because Blade was a comic character, right? Yeah, I have never seen Blade. Okay. I've read Blade comics. I'm trying to never Blade. Okay. Yeah, I know. See, all right. I just, well, vampires, here's the deal. I don't yeah. like blood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like at all. Yeah. Uh, if I could go without blood, I would, but I need it. And I want to keep it all inside of me. And I wish everybody else would do the same. Uh, and Some people so, are just super inconsiderate. I know. I know. And so the idea of watching uh, or enjoying media that is just like hey these people consume blood uh hard pass hard pass yeah, yeah. they're anyway. phlebotomists in their own way yeah <laughs> that's a fun word to say phlebotomist what did you study phlebotomy it sounds like if you drop a bag of blood that's what sound it makes phlebotom <laughs> that's where they got it that's actually <laughs> Greek for yeah, <laughs> sack sound, I think. Falling, <laughs> yes, falling sack of liquid. It's Greek for Ziploc bag splatting <laughs> on the ground. Whoa, those Greeks were way ahead of their time. They were. A lot of why people are, don't why realize are, that. Why are people keeping their blood in Ziploc bags? Um, just convenience, probably. Why are we talking about blood so much? Because this whole show is about blood. Okay. <laughs> Get to the root of things. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, are we ready to continue <laughs> with the rest? Let me of this start episode? from the beginning. It's Christmas Eve, nineteen seventy-three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kelly goes way into it. Oh, you're going to start at the very beginning. Okay, he goes to the beginning of the birth of Stephanie Meyer, <laughs> even knowing her maiden name. Yeah, and where's uh, she? Been? Yeah, it's great. But, uh, so Andy. Andy, it cuts to the shoe shine stand, and Andy is shining Chris's shoes. And telling him about his relationship with April and, you know, the tension that he's feeling and how he like feels terrible and he wants her back. Um, And then Anne shows up uh, and is immediately just like, what are you doing with Andy? And Chris leaves, doesn't pay Andy. And and is like, don't mess up this relationship with him. I really like him. Um, But Chris uh, or Andy also has this problem where he's like, I, I don't know. Like, I can't just like ignore him because he's my boss to which Anne says he's not your boss. <laughs> and we find out that Andy still doesn't know who his boss is. <laughs> right. 
how so, is he getting paid? Like he's just getting paid from the shoe sign. Like, do you think he makes an hourly wage as well? Like no, minimum I think, wage. <clears throat> I think he is working the gig economy, and mm. he just like whatever he takes in from the shoe shine stand, he just keeps it. He he is a vendor in the the city hall. Like he just keeps it, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't even know if they could figure out a way to fire him, if they would know how to do it. Like, I hope he's paying taxes on it, you know? Oh, I highly doubt that. Hmm. Like, what would he pay taxes for? Why would, why would he, why would Andy, knowing anything we know about Andy, why would Andy know how to pay taxes? I I don't know. He knew what a religious oligarchy was. Maybe he was versed in tax preparation. He did laugh at that one guy's tax joke. So software that's true yeah i don't know i don't know but he only knew about religious oligarchy because ron told him as they were grilling meat they were going over the different kinds of government structures yeah and ron was teaching him here so he didn't know it before they grilled inside i don't (laughs) know i don't know i feel like he did know about it all right well i guess we're just gonna have to agree to disagree Going back to Kelly um, is explaining <laughs> all of the all of Twilight to Leslie is what I wrote down. Um, and Leslie's response is the time car- time capsule can't just be a barrel of stuff people like. Like that is not what the time capsule is about. And I have thought about burying time capsules in the past. Well, in the in my in previous years, I have thought about burying time capsules for future re-digging. Um and it was always just stuff that I liked that I would put in there. So a time capsule in my brain, like Leslie's saying, like, this is not just a stuff of, that people like. It's like, no, that's exactly what a time capsule is. Right. Like, I would put a G.I. Joe in there, maybe a Donatello Ninja Turtle because he was the worst. Um, you know, those what? kinds of things. Yeah, I said it. Donatello's wow. the worst. Wow, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. Get the bow staff. Yeah. Wow. That's a stick. <laughs> he used really well. The other guy had like forks, basically. The other guy? You mean Raphael? Yeah. The Raphael. other guy. What? The other guy. I don't see turtles. I see beings. So, you know. What did you ever go back and dig any of these up? No. Do you know, do you know where they I are? started are they... putting together like, like the wait a minute, those are my toys. Time. Yeah. I was like, I want these now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I'm not gonna want these in 50 years. I want uh, them now. I see how so. adults are. I probably won't like these later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. My kid, my parents don't have, don't play with any toys. <laughs> so I, I would always think about it and then I would stop because I like, no, I want this. Or like you put in like, oh, I want to put in this comic book in this time capsule. It will be ruined because you're going to bury it underground. And, you know, as a kid, like looking at the time capsule that they have here in Pawnee, it's like a it's like the tools that you would use in a brewery. Like it's that kind of tank. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I don't know any kid who has access to those. And so anything sure. we buried in the backyard. That's over. It's you gone. should just put it in a big Ziploc bag. It well, was good I, enough. It was good enough for the 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 Greeks. Well, that's where all like where I keep all my blood. Oh yeah, out of. I mean, what am I going to do? That's a bury my blood in my time capsule. No, that would ruin everything. Idea. Well, then you could clone yourself. That is a that is a dangerous thing, my friend. Okay. Have you have you not seen Multiplicity? I have not. No, oh, maybe. Was I mean, that with Julia Roberts? Uh, no, uh, but it is the prequel to Birdman. So, I mean, you got to watch out. Yeah. That's the one with Carrie Russell, right? 
I have no idea other well, than that's Michael Felicity. Hayden. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so Kelly, uh, because Leslie says no, Kelly immediately handcuffs himself to a pipe in her office, which design problem. Why are there exposed pipes in your office, Leslie? It's um, an old building. I guess, but it's radiator. Still, yeah, it's probably the radiator, but it's like, you guys, come on. You're going to have people doing this more often if you keep these exposed pipes. Uh, and then this is where we are introduced to Oren. Um, and uh, <laughs> Leslie uh, tells April that she is worried about her friend Oren. And she thinks he, Leslie, April says he's a genius. Um, and so they're trying to figure out how to solve this whole Kelly problem. They leave and Tom is sitting there sad in his office by himself. Uh, and Kelly says, I see you're sad. It's a girl, isn't it? And he urges him to find consolation in the pages of twilight. Um, and, uh, Tom is resistant, but Donna comes in and tells him those books are good. <laughs> uh, and then we re learn a little bit about Donna. She likes any of these kinds of, uh, stories with vampires, beasties, werewolves, uh, time traveling romances. Uh, she loves all of them. And so that yeah, is I important. I love how Kelly is like, sorry, it's important to what? Well, just later on, we're gonna have a little book club and Donna's very into it. So. Yeah. I just like how Kelly is basically, you know, evangelizing to Tom, like that this is his really, like, you got to read this book. It's going to change your life. And Tom's like, no. And then gets into it. It's great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so he uh, does take it uh, and he reads it. And we find out that uh, uh, Ron and Leslie are talking, and, the, and Ron's like, "I'll get rid of him." Uh, and he gets a saw out, and he's going to go cut cut him off uh, with the saw. And uh, then they bring in security because he's trespassing. Um, and he's like, "I love Kelly here." He's just like, "I'm not afraid of you." And then as soon as the old security guard right. leans over, he freaks out. Um, Did he call him a muscle bound stormtrooper? I'm not yes. afraid you're a muscle bound stormtrooper. He's like this old security. Yes. <laughs> and then he does really freak out. And so um, Leslie's just like, you know what? Let him stay here. He's not going to. As soon as he gets hungry, he's going to want to leave. And then he's like, he opens up his bag. He's got a thermos. He's got a blanket and pillows like he's ready to stay. Um, and so he does. Next day, Tom comes in. And he read all of Twilight in one night. And then Kelly gives him the next one. And Tom is just delighted. <laughs> There's, a, There's second? a second. <laughs> yeah. And a third and a fourth. <laughs> right. And uh, so, uh, so yeah, so we are now, uh, Tom is down the path of Twilight. Uh, cuts to shoe shine stand. And Andy is trying to figure out how to shine all of these shoes that Chris brought. You know, Chris is trying to help. Andy out. Yeah. Um, and so he's got this one pair of shoes that is the the toe shoes for mm -hmm. runners. Um, and Andy's response is, I couldn't figure out how to shine these. I think they're supposed to be gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, Chris's response is, um, that, you know, they're running shoes. The, the human foot is the ultimate technology. <laughs> and Andy is just amazed by Chris's Chris's Chrisness. And he's like, that is the coolest sentence I have ever heard talked. <laughs> <laughs> so the contrast between Andy and Chris, like, I just love them so much. Like yeah. he's like, a, he's like stuck in the middle between Ron and Chris. 
in yeah. the extremes and he will go either way, whichever sure. way the wind blows. He's like, I'm with Ron. I'm really Ronnie. I'm with Chris. I'm really Chrissy. You know, like he's in in he's able to mold the to the environment so well. Uh, yeah. And so then it cuts to uh, Andy wearing Chris's shoes and walking around like a monkey. So. <laughs> So Chris is like, I'm going to help him get April back. And uh, and they uh, cut to the office. And Chris is like, you have everything inside of you to win April back. So let's start with your positive qualities. And first thing is Andy says is, I'm nice. And write it on the whiteboard. I'm in a band. And they write it on the whiteboard. And he says, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of work ahead of them to win April back. so cuts back to the office with where Don, uh, Donna, Tom and Kelly are sitting right next to Leslie's desk talking about Twilight, <laughs> trying to understand the motivations of the characters. Um, and as they're talking about all these different things like Volturi and all this stuff, like I have no idea what they're talking about right now. Um, I could see why mm-hmm. Leslie would be so annoyed. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so Leslie leaves to the office. Uh, to go work in the conference room because they're too involved in their book club to which I have to wonder why is not, why is Leslie not saying you two need to go do your jobs. <laughs> right. And not just talking to Kelly here about the crazy book for girls. <laughs> like what, what are you doing? Um, and so, uh, so then it cuts to the next day, Friday, Leslie comes in and Kelly has moved to another pipe sometime in the night. Uh, and earlier he lied to say he hid the key very far away. And, uh, obviously that was false. So he moved to another pipe to be more comfortable. Um, and Leslie discovers Kelly's whole motivation. He wanted to impress his daughter because the book had his daughter's name in the cover, like this is property of, and you know, he wanted to impress her. And so Leslie is kind of won over by, uh, by his passion and his desire to, you know, be the hero for his kid. You know, I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't ever want to do that, but I get it. And uh, you'll, so, read, you'll, read, you'll read Twilight at some point for your kids. Oh, I will not. <laughs> not at all. Zero percent. There are so many books that my kids are reading, like for school. That, like I used to have to read like what we would call literature. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they're reading just weird stories of, and like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening in education anymore. But if they ever came to me and said, dad, will you read us twilight? First of all, <laughs> I would be surprised because at the, the time of recording, my kids are 14 and 12, so yeah. uh, they can read on their own. Um, but I just imagine now you've got the fire going, you've got your cardigan and your pipe and they've, they've sat. I don't smoke a pipe. I'm imagining this is my, this is my, and then they're, you know, sitting crisscross applesauce at the floor, just waiting for you to, to read them twilight. Yeah. I couldn't even uh, begin to pretend to read right now. I don't even know. Like Edward, Jacob, Bella, I'm out. I only (laughs) know that because the internet says I'm team Edward. I'm team Jacob. I'm team not reading this. So (laughs) team don't care. Yeah, team like, move on. There's so many other better books, I'm sure. Um, so Leslie comes back to Ron and Ben and says, we should probably 
put this in the time capsule to which Ron responds, we don't negotiate with weirdos <laughs> and uh, less. And Ben is like, if you give into this, then you will have people handcuffing themselves to the pipes in your office anytime they want to do you to do something for them. And Leslie's hearing them and processing what they say. And her response is, then we shall bring the pipe to them, <laughs> which means a town forum. Crackpot uh, convention. Yes. Oh, man, I love the town forum. And this is one of my favorites. Yeah. And um, at this town forum, Leslie sets the ground rules like this is a government project. <laughs> so we sh- we're not going to promote any corporations or religious uh, items. And so she's open to suggestions from people for what to put into time capsule for a suggestion. We should put the Bible in. <laughs> so as a Christian, as a pastor, it's one of those things. It's like, I love your zeal for the word of God. But did you not just hear what this person said? Yes. <laughs> They're not going to do that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so it's going off to a great start already. Cuts to the, uh, the, the courtyard by the offices in the, in the Parks Department. And Andy and Eduardo meet and start talking. And Andy apologizes to Eduardo. He was being really mean to him. And he's also carrying uh, a box of mouse rat CDs. Um, and uh, so he gives one to Eduardo and, you know, because Eduardo was listening to the Smiths, which is super de- depressing music. And uh, <laughs> Eduardo says, I'm more of into Dave Matthews. And so instantly Andy and Eduardo, they bond over Dave Matthews. And uh, yeah, he brings people it. together, you know, you know, Dave Matthews does bring people together and like, I like Dave Matthews band. You like Dave Matthews band. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never been to a Dave Matthews concert because I'm trying to avoid a contact high. But oh. um, I, uh, I would imagine that there's a wide range of people yes. all the way from like your hippies to your frat bros, like all coming together at a Dave, Dave Matthews band concert to just chill out and enjoy some great music. I've seen seen people with kids, like really, really like infants um, at the concert. And um, yeah, really like old people, like in, in almost walkers. Wow. Yeah, he's got the range, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I would imagine. And you've been to the Gorge, right? Yeah, the, yeah. that's where. So it's like a three-day festival of Dave Matthews Band, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when they do that, is it just concerts in the evening or do they have concerts all day? No, just, well, it depends if it's a festival, then yeah, they have it all, all day. And there's usually, um, two to three stages, but when it's just like Dave Matthews, it'll be, uh, for three days of Dave, it'll just be in the evening. Um, yeah, but he plays different sets and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fun. And they have an opener, right? Yes. Yes. It's usually the same opener. Um, yeah. Sometimes two. Three nights. Yeah. Sometimes they'll have two openers. Yeah. The opener is often the least desired part of the concert. It is. I've always felt, I've been to many concerts in my life and I've always felt bad for the openers. But I mean, here's the thing. A lot of the music that people love to listen to all started as openers somewhere. So, you know, or a backup dancer. So, (laughs) right. But here's the thing. Like Dave Matthews, they block out Labor Day weekend, right? Mm -hmm. Usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it's three days. and openers in my experience, they're just, they're, they're not, they don't have a wide range of songs. Oh no. Are they, are they playing the same set sometimes or are they playing different sets every night? No, sometimes they usually like, depending upon how, you know, how long the band's been around, they'll play 
the same set, but a lot of times too, in those, they pick, uh, you know, certain bands that they all get along well with. And so if you have two openers, sometimes they'll get together and they'll play different covers. Like they'll kind of merge the bands a little bit, kind of like we'll see later at the, well, this is much later in, in our show. Um, but yeah, they try to mix it up every great once in a while, Dave might come out and play with them or something like that, which is always fun or one of the other band members. So I think that's why they do that. So then people don't get bored, like, Oh, what's going to happen. But a lot of times people don't really show up until it's, you know, Dave time. Right. Okay. Dave time. It's a magical time. We were watching something, the kids and I, and Dave Matthews was, uh, performing. Okay. And they were very worried for him. <laughs> Cause if you've ever seen Dave play, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I can see he's very talented at playing guitar and he makes a lot of very interesting choices with the noises he makes between songs um <laughs> and the way he dances like there's sure. just so many things where it's just like my, my daughter looked at me and was like is he is he all right like, is that okay <laughs> i'm like yeah this is dave this it's is dave. just the way dave is so um yeah anyway kathy has been listening to a lot of dave matthews band at work like in the operating room they play music oh yeah and and so she's been listening to a lot of dave like and- crash like crash and stuff well, even their latest album. Like, I was just going to say, it's probably not the song you wanted to hear in the middle of a operation. Uh, crash. Don't drink the water. Uh, <laughs> there's blood in the water. Oh, blood. There you go. <laughs> um, but blood like in they, the Ziploc bag. What's that? I said there's blood in the Ziploc bag. Yeah. <laughs> that song did not take off as well. No. But the, their latest album is really good. I really like it. And um, Away from the World, I think is what it's called. And um, That sounds good. The first song like when you go to our uh house and you say to our assisted device here our smart device and say lady in the tube play dave matthews band uh it will start with this first song from their newest album which is called oh joy begins parentheses samurai cop yeah (laughs) and i tell my kids like these things like this is what this song is called and they're just like that's not it and I, i have to prove to them like no Dave is the weirdest person in the world. And this <laughs> is this is what he's doing. Like this is how he, what he's putting out into the world. Like the song, Oh Joy Begins. What a great title. It's talking about like his kids being born. Like it's so good. Samurai cop. Well, yeah, because kids want to, it's like, what did you want to be when you were a kid? I guess. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the title of the song. It's in parentheses. Yeah. It's all right. If when the song title is in parentheses, it's already like that part doesn't matter as much. <laughs> Like you just want to mess with people. It's an, app- so. it's an appendices to the to the song, right? The title is already too long. You have to put in a a, a parenthesis around it. I can't handle it. Go talk to so. Fiona Apple about that one. Well, I don't know how to get a hold of her. Okay, does she do a lot of that? Oh, just the one of her when the pawn, her album was like a paragraph long. The title for her, her album was like over a paragraph long. Oh, that's too long. There you go. That anyway, too long. Anyway. We have diverged. So, yeah, so they're going to be best friends now, Eduardo and Andy. And they're going like to They're going to jam for it. like nine hours. Yeah. You got all the bass tabs for Dave Matthews band and they're going to jam for four hours for nine hours. So, um, and I love Andy when he gives him the CD, he says, let me know how much you like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not what, what you think. <laughs> let me know yeah. how much you like us. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so Andy is on a path to win April back and he's doing this by 
winning over her current boyfriend. So cuts to the uh, back to the town forum and Marsha Langman protests Twilight because it has, you know, women, young women quivering and looking into the eyes of the vampire. Um, and she's here for the Society for Family Stability Association or something like that. Um, and so she's protesting. Uh, and then a dude from the NCLA, National Coalition of LA, I can't remember all of the things. I just wrote them down real quick. And he says, it's too Christian. It has overt Christian overtones. And so Leslie points out like, oh, look at this. It's not Christian enough and too Christian. You guys see how interesting that is? They do not think it's interesting. <laughs> uh, and from there, the forum derails. So Leslie comes up with an idea to have two time capsules. Genius. So smart. Um, and so let the forum continue. Cut back to the office and Tom is sitting there reading another tome of Twilight. Um, and Lucy comes to see him and he asks why they broke up. And he's she's he's trying to relate their relationship to all of the different elements of Twilight. Uh, and Leslie's like, no, none of that. It's none of that at all. And um, and we come to find out he she broke up with him because he was super jealous that Ron is dating Wendy. Oh, yeah. And uh, and so she's like, look, you have a great girlfriend right here, but you only think about that. You're Wendy, who's not a part of your life anymore. So you need to get over it. Um, And uh, and I'm going to just give people hope here because Lucy's great. She will return. Yeah. And that's what I like, too. And a lot of these shows, I mean, this is what this is season three and this goes on for seven seasons. And just the fact that they left it that open ended with this character a lot of times it's just this person disappears and they never come back for whatever reason, but they chose just to leave it open. She says, you know, if you ever turn into a normal person, you know, hook Mm -hmm. me up, look, look me up because you know, I like you. Right. I don't know. I like, like this doesn't seem like, I do think they specifically did that to bring her back three years later. I do not know, but I, I, you know, I think good writing doesn't close all the doors, right? Because like our life, well, then, then you're just left with a whole bunch of open windows. Exactly. When a writer closes a door, God opens a window. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- like life in general doesn't close all the doors, right? There's always options in front of you, and so like a good writing for like a town like this, you would want to have like a robust uh, cast that can come and go, and to be able to have Lucy come back later, like that's great. I love it. Yeah, I love it. So um, so then it cuts back to the forum and a uh, woman is saying she wants to put her grandma's ashes in one of the uh, time capsules. And uh, and then another person says, I'd like to put my cat turnips ashes in the <laughs> the, the time capsule. Unless he says a reminder, no human or feline ashes. And then this is the guy who chants, who says, except for turnip, except <laughs> for turnip. <laughs> so uh, he was also the guy like ham and mayonnaise sandwich. Um, so chant guy is here. And uh, then another person goes up and he starts talking about the, the flu and how uh, devastating it is. And she's like, do you have a suggestion for, the time capsule and he's like no i'm just really scared <laughs> uh and this is as we were watching this um kathy was uh wow that's that's like today right <laughs> and then as i was thinking even more i was like wow and kelly he stormed city hall <laughs> like today both, oh both are based on fantasy 
It's true. Yeah. So, but at least Kelly yeah. read read something. <laughs> he read a lot of something. Yeah. Like real like a real series of books. He read it. These stormers of our day. I don't know what they're doing. So yeah. Who, um, who, who, now I feel like that was one of the Zorp guys and I can't, I, I didn't have time to look it up, but I just, you know, we'll put it. So when Zorp, comes guy? Around, yeah, the flu guy, I, I oh. felt, I felt like he was, uh, I recognized him and I, he's been in a bunch of other things as a bit guy. Um, so maybe that's just from that, but anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, we'll see. We will see. Um, and so. Cuts back to the office. Eduardo and Andy are going to jam, and April is not happy about it. Um, but uh, she says, "Why? Why?" <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And Andy, I love what Andy's going to do. Is he brought a four-track recorder and all of the bass tabs for Dave Matthews? <laughs> which, I mean, Stefan Lassard is a great bass player, right? Um, and so, like, if there are, if Eduardo is not a good bass player, like those tabs are worthless, right? Like, it's. I mean, you got to. You got to really know what you're doing. Um, but also, they're going to just record them, the two of them, <laughs> playing Dave Matthews songs together. Yeah, you're missing, uh, you know, some saxophone and, you drums. know, drums. Yeah. So Dave Matthews' first album is Under the Table and Dreaming. Well, their first, like, popular album, right? There was yeah. one before that. I remember Two Things was the first one. Yeah. So, like, the one that really blew up with Ants Marching is... Uh, under the table and dreaming yes their their drummer carter beaufort mm-hmm. he has a drum book called under the table and drumming oh i see yeah your, your kit would fit underneath there i guess um i don't know anyway i mean carter's not like a, a tall man so that's true he's a really good drummer though like oh re- he's amazing ridiculously good and like, like just watching videos of him play and like, he's not even thinking about it. Like he's just like hanging out. just like having hey, a both, good time, chewing gum, singing gum. every once in a while. Yeah. Man. Whatever. Do it. <laughs> I will. I like Dave Matthews. Um, so, uh, yeah. So then it cuts back to the forum and they are now multi- like time capsules are spinning out of control here. And, there are many pages of time capsule items for different time capsules. And the highest number that I heard was time capsule number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so they've got a whole systems of like memorabilia and personal effects and all this different stuff. Um, so they're going out of control. And Ben is impressed by how much the people of Pawnee care. Right. Because most towns that he's been to, nobody cares. And I love, and even him pointing out that these people care makes Ben kind of a good guy just to notice other people's, you know, how much they actually care because it, it matters to him. Like a lot of politicians and probably would just be like, I don't care. Just, you know, whatever. Let's get this yeah. done with. So I thought that right. was cool. I also thought it was really funny when they got into an argument and uh, the guy, <laughs> when somebody yelled, stands up and says, shut up, Kelly. And he's like, make me Bob. And so by this time, everybody <laughs> knows each other, whether they knew each other or not. But I, th- I like to believe that they didn't really know each other until this forum. And then right. they argued so much. Everybody knows each other's name. They're like a jury. You know, it's it's great. Yes. Yeah. That is a great little detail. Like <laughs> they they have 
built some common animosity towards each other. Like they're all adversarial yeah. and like, no, I want my thing. Right. Um, so yeah. Why is it just uh, about his dumb book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one lady wants to put in uh, Sammy Hagar's book. <laughs> I, want, what? I want my favorite book in here too. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so the, uh, so this is where Leslie comes up with a, a new idea for the time capsule for the people of Pawnee 50 years ahead which is a video recording of the public forum that they bury in the giant, you know, sealed container, <laughs> a DVD of this thing, which they could have just kept in the library, but uh, whatever. Um, and so did you notice that the, the time capsule didn't even fit in the hole, right? Yeah. Like if they buried it, like it still would have kind of been sticking up out of the top. Well, I think it was a, this is all part of the ceremonial mm-hmm. uh, thing. I, I'm sure they'll bury it for real. Right. And maybe even put like cement over it. So Pachytus doesn't come and unbury it. Um, but uh, like, yeah, like it, that was one of the things I noticed, like they didn't bury that. Like it's just sitting there. That would have been um, a great, that would have been a really funny like episode or just a thing to, at the end of the series, if they had opened up the, the, <laughs> the time capsule and Pachytus had, put like a, a stole, peach pit stolen and there's just a peach pit in there oh man there's still time they could still make that happen because it's well, i mean it's we're like 40 years away from that so yeah. it could happen um so yeah so the uh they they're burying this dvd and leslie is reading about what's happening is like this is a record of how much Pawnee cares and to the Pawnee of the future please excuse the blank part in the middle a city bureaucrat named jerry Gergich, uh, blanked out the tape he only had one job (laughs) (laughs) in the record (laughs) some some, he screwed it up somehow like they didn't even know how he messed it up (laughs) he had one job a job uh yeah so that's fun like a kicker in football everyone loves you until you miss oh man yeah oh so jerry misses a lot though um so but i do like how this episode like it starts with jerry you know, with a good idea that immediately derails. And then it ends with Jerry derailing a good idea. <laughs> right. So um, it's a good Jerry bookend to this the, this episode proper. So, uh, and then uh, the credit scene comes and they are having a park movie night. Um, and we see Andy and April sitting together and he asks, hey, where's Eduardo? I was really starting to like that guy. And April says, he's went back to Venezuela and I started to hate him because you really started to like him. And so. Uh, Andy leans over to Chris and says, nice and banned totally worked. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and, and, or yeah, Ann and Chris are talking and he's like, I want to help him. He's a really nice guy. And there's a, there's a pretzel card over that, that serves literally the best pretzel I've ever had. So he runs over and gets one. And then we see Tom running in, uh, and he's like, listen, 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 listen. I have not seen this. And so please nobody talk or tweet or anything, uh, or text. I just want to enjoy the movie. And, uh, and Kelly and his daughter are over there and <laughs> Leslie is starts talking with him and Tom's reaction is like, didn't I just say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just say? Come on. <laughs> and, and, about this. And Kelly's like, I got you into this. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. So yeah, really, really a great episode. I think the, uh, the town dynamic, anytime we get town dynamic, it's so good. So we get a bunch of weirdos from Pawnee and it's more fun. 
hundred percent. And I thought when the, I remember when I very first saw this one that when they mentioned twilight, I was like, Oh, come on. You're just piggybacking off of the success. But then it turns out like the way they used it, it could have been anything. It could have been, it could have been Harry Potter or whatever the thing was because of the Kelly's, the reason why is as weird as it was, it was because of his relate. He wanted to fix the relationship with his daughter. So then, and then with the ending and Tom and all that, it was, it was perfect. So, um, I didn't think the twilight part was cheesy. I hope it, you know, it, it, you don't even have to love twilight because it is such a great job of setting it up as a thing that isn't really maybe necessarily, I don't want to say appropriate, but not everybody would be into. And so you get a good sense of like, okay, Tom, this is an unhealthy level of liking something for Kelly and Tom. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I do think, yeah, you're right. It could have been any book. And I think one of the key things is that in developing Kelly as a fanatic for this book, we also are remembering or reminded that everybody is a nerd about something. Right. Everybody has something that they're passionate about. And that's the whole town forum. Right. Is all these people are passionate. And like, yes. Twilight is weird for a 40 year old man to be reading. We get that. But it's also weird that this guy wants to put his cat's ashes in the time capsule. All right. So except for turnip. (laughs) (laughs) So what so what would what would you put in the time capsule? And then also, yeah, like if one were to go like be buried today. And it wasn't didn't doesn't even just like what's the thing that you'd want somebody to find 50 years from now? And then also listener. I don't know if you are checking if you're tweeting or doing anything, but what would you put in a time capsule? I'm just curious. What's your yeah. thing? What's your turnip? What's your turnip's ashes? You know, except for turnip. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to relog into Gmail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you keep all of your pressure. Like you have a list of things that you love in your life, like mm-hmm. in a document, like a spreadsheet. No, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, and I, here's part of the problem is I'm in my office. And so I'm just looking around. In my <laughs> office. Uh, 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 that hole punch. Um, <laughs> you know what? It would probably be uh, if I could get a time capsule big enough, I would probably bury my car. Okay. I, I love my car. Like it is my Honda element is the, the only vehicle that I have ever owned where I've like, I want to keep this forever. That's awesome. You know, so like if I could get a time capsule big enough or even just use my car as the time capsule, I'm fine with that. Oh, that's all. That's so, great. That's good. I'm that's down. Good. So, um, yeah, but yeah. What about you? I don't know. I, I started that question without really having a, a response. Uh, if I had, if I absolutely had to come up with something off the top of my head, it would probably be something, um, just creative, you know, um, probably, uh, I know it sounds stupid, but more just what it represents, like a set of pens or pencils, you know, just like, like being able to draw and hopefully that people are still being artistic in the future. So <laughs> you don't think they're gonna, there's going to be art in the future. Well, I don't know if they're going to have electricity. I don't, we don't know. Like that's <laughs> who knows. Yeah. So that's why pencils, at least, you know, you don't have to have an iPad or a computer to be artistic, you know? So true. Yeah. There you go. All right. Hey, uh, I have some. I have some good news, Jeremy. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have some email. What? Yeah. We have real listener email. Email. Yeah. Oh, man. I miss those days. Uh, <laughs> somebody was asking me about our previous podcast. Oh. 
um, Parks and Rec, uh, not Parks and Conversation. <laughs> That's the current one. Super Secret Base. Um, and I had to tell them what happened. Oh, uh, <laughs> did they burn? Did they burn me in effigy? <laughs> no, but I just, <laughs> I just love that we have a podcast that has ninety nine episodes, and then we stopped. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. So, listeners, thank you for sending some email, and some of these are long, and I'm going to have to take a minute to read it. But uh, here's one from uh, listener Ainsley, and uh, so Ainsley, thank you for writing to us, and she says, fellow. PNR mega fan here. I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast a while back. I actually thought about starting a, a similar podcast, but I'm glad someone else beat me to it. You're welcome, Ainsley. We're doing the work for you. That being said, if you all ever want to have a guest host, let me know. All right, cool. And then uh, uh, you guys are opalescent tree sharks. That is the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. It's a very oh, Leslie yes, note yes. <laughs> compliment. Thank oh. you. Thank you, Ainsley. <laughs> Opalescent tree shark. I'm going to put that on my Twitter profile. Um, and then Brianne Kelly. Uh, I'm using last names here. I sh- probably shouldn't. But Brianne, um, this is a very long email, and I'm going to have to read this. But she's in our neighborhood. Like, she's not far from us. Um, but she does like some would-you-rathers, and she wanted to run by us for fun. How's this sound? Would you rather work directly for Ron or Leslie? Jeremy, would you rather work for Ron or Leslie? Gosh, that is really hard because Ron is awesome, but he doesn't really do anything. And I like doing stuff, but Leslie does so much stuff, I would get exhausted. Um, yeah. I, I Probably just so I wouldn't go crazy. Like, I, Leslie, Leslie, how about you? I would rather work for Ron. <laughs> okay. Why? Because Ron, I, I think Ron is more of a, if you just do your job, I'll leave you alone. And I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> like, if I know my job, I'll do it. That's true. But yeah. I also get to go like go to the the break room or get to go to the conference room and read Twilight. So yeah. So there's a there's some flexibility with Ron. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so uh all right, here's another. Would you rather work for Chris or Leslie? Leslie. I couldn't handle Chris. Yeah, I would rather work for Leslie too. Yeah. All right. Although Chris, uh, you could get to hang around like like as far as getting like health tips and stuff. Yeah. Well, Chris is just a nice friend to have. Like yes. out there in the peripheral where it's like, Hey, Chris, I'd like to get in shape. He's like, I've literally got the best idea on what you could do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, which is great. Um, and then also we, uh, another, would you rather, uh, would you rather see Andy's band live at the snake hole lounge or be an honorary guest at one of Leslie's Valentine's day parties? Snake hole lounge. Yeah. Uh, really? You would want to go in there. <laughs> it's one well, of the most dangerous places in Bonnie. <laughs> the snake hole lounge. It's not the, glitter factory i mean yeah, it's, I guess, it, yeah. if it was there i would definitely say galentine's day although i do like brunch but i've, yeah. I've always liked to see mouse rat live like come on yeah that's I, yeah. i'm down a pearl, uh, uh, how about i would you? go with the uh, galentine's day mainly just because there's brunch involved and yes <laughs> i would get a gift so that's, that's true oh good call good call uh okay i've got one more <laughs> would you rather go to ann's halloween party or attend jessica wick's birthday party for nick newport senior <laughs> Uh, um you you go first i would totally rather go to ann's halloween party (laughs) i I would probably that that's more my speed too the other i don't know any of those hoity-toity rich people and also i'm scared of like pictures of naked old people (laughs) i've avoided them so far i've avoided them so far so i don't yeah want to be surprised by i love jessica's song and the specific <laughs> line, the midnight of my heart is you. So it's so awesome. good. 
That's fun. All right. We have another email from CJ who lives in Tampa, Florida. Thank you for finding us all the way down in Tampa, or oh. as they say now, Tampa Bay for Tom Brady, who's surprisingly good down there. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I cut all the way up on the office ladies. So they're working through the Michael Schur universe here a little bit too. Mike, the office ladies, the Michael Scott podcast company I've never heard of, which is another fan podcast, uh, started a couple different park and rec podcasts in quick succession to find one with hosts that had good banter and episode summaries and recaps and stupid tangents. And I really enjoy your podcast. We did it. <laughs> Good banter and stupid tangents. That was the crazy thing. I remember when we came up with this idea for a part, we were like, yeah, but how do we fit in the stupid tangents? Right. We're like, we got to have more tangents. Like today, we probably spent a good 25 minutes talking about Dave Matthews Band. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's still, still a lot of talk about blood. Yeah. I mean, we are going to be your top blood podcast and Parks (laughs) and Rec podcast probably forever. And I, I cannot. There it is. Uh, I couldn't find the uh, browser window that is recording this, and I got real panicky for a second. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like this is great. I appreciate you, email listeners. Thank you for telling us who you are and writing into us. I also got this great email from Google. Confirm your recovery phone. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Thank you, Google. You know, thanks, yeah, for thanks Google. I appreciate every listener. So, and then a bunch of notifications from Twitter about different things that people are tweeting. So, neat, 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 neat. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool, guys. Well, thank you, listener, for l- writing. And if you are a writer, a people, a person who can write email, then write us at Parks and Conversation at gmail.com send us an email and put in your t- subject line something good like ainsley's subject line was jazz plus jazz equals jazz oh, it's one of my favorite lines so and i only knew like i could trust brianne's email because it says it's me your listener so <laughs> <laughs> that's not something that uh, somebody would just write if they aren't actually listening to this nonsense so thank you guys for writing in and uh yeah tell your friends and please uh email send us an email tweet uh, time, at us your time capsule object yes please your time what would you put in a time capsule object we'll tell like, everybody years all right this is what we need to do all right jeremy let's say all right i have a honda element i'm gonna bury it huh. what would you put in my honda element time capsule and it's a perfect square inside so there's plenty of room the seats come out you can you can put a lot of stuff in there so yeah hit us up with your time capsule o- items that sounds I like fun. It. All right. Perfect. I'll I'll forward you these emails so that you can also enjoy them. Thanks. All right. Cool, cool, cool. You guys have a great one. And we should be done here because we've already been talking nonsense for 58 minutes and 50 seconds. So until next time, I'll see you later. Bye.